Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going, Nan? Uh, not too shabby today. Um, nice. Yep, learn, learn new words. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Which I heard, yeah, heard everyone saying shabby, not really sure what's happening. Shabby. I suppose some good thing. Uh, no. Is not it? too shabby. Not, not too, yeah, basically, like you're going all right. Oh, okay, not too shabby then. Yeah. It, right. it sounds right. nicer than not too bad. You know, it's too uh, a, yeah. mainstream kind of thing. Um, yeah, so switching it up. Yeah, get, getting more Aussie day by day. Um, how's, uh, how's life? Yeah, it's going all right. Um, work, work, work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so you got a dog on uh, Instagram. What's going on? I uh, so not exactly mine, but it's a friend's. Um, unofficially, that's uh, that's my godson, basically. Oh, dang. So, uh, yeah, I bought a camera a while back, like one of those um, DSLRs. So oh, yeah, I was yeah. just doing like photography shoots with it throughout the day, and yeah, got a few so, good ones. Gonna go pro with the? Uh, are you gonna make an Instagram account for the dog? Oh, he's already got one. So it's ah, like roly poly Oli or something like that. Okay. Oh, um, so it's on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Uh, just Instagram. All right, I'll, I'll follow after this. Is is there a lot of followers? Uh, oh, it's not my account. So it's my friend's account. Mm. So she's made one for him. Um, but yeah, I think it's got more followers than I actually do. On my oh, I found actual it. account. Damn, found not it. bad. Two. Oh, 90 followers. Not that many. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Just follow. Uh, okay. Do you have to buy the food for the dog? Oh, I just got some. No, the friend supplies everything, like the food, the peanuts and everything. It's like, I heard like with the food of a dog, you've got to be quite careful like what brand it is because like some of the cheap one is pretty much like fast food for the dog. Compared to oh, more premium brand where it's healthier, I don't know. Okay. Is that true? Uh, I'm not sure. I just usually get it in a bag with, like, when the uh, when my friend drops it off. All right. It's just okay. usually just in a little bag, so I just yeah. Is is but the dog well trained? Like, can go to bathroom as expected? Yeah, it's um. So he knows where his mat is because he's only, I think he's almost six months. Oh yeah. So. Like he knows what's his pee mat, so he just literally goes over to it, pees on it, and then comes back. Oh, so, that's, yeah, pretty that's well good. Yeah. yeah, interesting. You can sit, yeah. um, lie down, you can do the handshake, like give me your paw, sort of fun. Interesting. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, I was just looking to buy a dog, so I don't know. Need to learn some oh, yeah. more from people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's go to the topic today, uh, as we uh, sort of mentioned last week. So we will be talking about stroke this week. So uh, stroke, people have probably heard of it like thousands of times. You probably know someone who has suffered stroke in your life and it's not uncommon. So in Australia, stroke is one of the biggest killers and the leading cause of disability. Stroke kills more women than breast cancer and more men than prostate cancer. In 2017, there was about 56,000 new and recurrent strokes case. That is one stroke every nine minutes. 
So during this whole episode, we probably have like three or four cases. Uh, 65% of the stroke survivors suffer a disability which impede their ability to carry out daily living activities unassisted. And the financial cost of stroke to the Australian healthcare is about $5 billion each year, so which is pretty big. Um, so basically, in a very general term, a stroke happens when the blood supply to the brain is interrupted. So blood is carried to the brain by a blood vessel. Uh, called arteries. Blood contains oxygen, which is important for brain cells to take in and do their functions. Um, blood may be interrupted or stopped moving through an artery because there's a blockage, which is the ischemic stroke, or bus, which is a hemorrhagic stroke, which we'll discuss further later. Uh, when the brain cells do not get enough oxygen, uh, they will die, and the area of the brain damage is called a cerebral infarct. Brain cells usually die shortly after the stroke starts. So, however, some can last a few hours if the blood supply is not cut off completely. If the blood supply can be returned in the minutes and hours after the stroke, some of the cell may recover. If not, they will also die as well. So, the Stroke Foundation recommends the FAST or FAST test as an easy way to remember the most common signs of stroke. So using this test involves uh, the following questions. So F is face, so check their face. Has their mouth drop, uh, drooped? Arms, can they lift both arms? Speech, is their speech slurred? Can they understand you? And time, which is critical. So if you see any of those signs, just call triple zero straight away or whatever your ambulance um, phone number is in your country. So a stroke is always a medical emergency. The longer the stroke remains untreated, the greater the chance of the stroke-related brain damage to occur. So emergency medical treatment soon after symptoms begin improves the chance of the survival, and then you can begin the rehabilita rehabilitation successfully. So facial weakness, arm weakness, and difficulty with speech are the most common symptoms or signs of stroke, but they're not the only signs. So the other signs of stroke can include um, by themselves or in combination, weakness or numbness or paralysis of the face, arm or leg on either or both sides of the body, difficulty speaking or understanding, dizziness, loss of balance or an unexplained fall, loss of vision, sudden blurred or decreased vision in one or both eyes, headache, usually severe and abrupt onset or unexplained change in the pattern of headaches, and difficulty swallowing. So clinical assessment is the basically the cornerstone of diagnosing acute stroke and transient ischemic attack, also known as TIA. Yep. Uh, so about normally 30% of patients with suspected stroke have a stroke mimic, so like it could be a tumor, a migraine, hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugars, uh, cerebral abscess. Uh, this must be identified by clinical assessment to make sure that it is a stroke. So uh, when you get admitted to hospital, they will do like urgent brain imaging to uh, diagnose it. So they can do a CD scan, which can identify intracerebral hemorrhage uh, or often detect early sign of ischemia. Um, MRI is a bit more sensitive to detect ischemia 
so it's more helpful with the that type of stroke. Uh, the CT scan angiography can show occluded like blockage vessel, uh, and both of them show potential uh, salvageable brain tissues or those that can be safe. So the first step in clinical assessment is to confirm the diagnosis of stroke by ruling out all of the mimics and determining, uh, determining whether the patient has uh, intracerebral hemorrhage or ischemic stroke. Uh, the final step is in this initial assessment is to determine the cause of the stroke. So most of the ischemic stroke is due to the atherosclerosis, which is the uh, like the cholesterol cause the blockage on the blood vessel. Um, use clinical features and brain imaging to determine the area of the brain affected. Uh, this can suggest the cause and guide further investigation. All patients with confirmed diagnosis of stroke should go straight to ICUs or stroke ward in the hospital to get treated. So, here's a little fact. Did you know that more than 80% of strokes can be prevented? So, there are some stroke risk factors that you can't do anything about, such as older age, being male, family history, or already having a prior stroke. So, for most Australians, you can reduce your risk and help prevent stroke by taking some simple steps, although this does apply to the general population of the world as well. So definitely making time for a health check for stroke risk factors. So high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, and atrial fibrillation or irregular pulse. So making sure you live a healthy lifestyle as well that we've said in a few previous podcasts. Um, so staying active, eating well, quitting smoking if you smoke, and drinking alcohol in moderation. Uh, so now I think I saw earlier today that with easing restrictions. I don't know if it was Northern Territory or Australia in general. They said they were going to start opening up outdoor gyms or like those equipments and then they oh, yeah? slowly open the gyms as well. I think that was, it was in one of those like Channel 7 articles that I saw this morning. Well, I'm not sure if it was like Australia-wide or territories, but it looks like it's going towards that sort of side, which is good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's probably better if they actually open, like, you know, proper gym. Because, mm. like, I don't know, with the proper, like, the indoor gym, they actually look after, like, there's the staff, they do, like, cleaning more thoroughly. The outside yeah. gym, I don't know, there's, like, thousand people using it every day. And, of course, yeah. no one's going to clean it mm. in it's between. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I have mixed feeling about it. I just want my football yeah. back. That that's all I want. I don't care about gym. <laughs> I just want my football back. I want to watch Ooh. football and I want to play football. Uh, football life. It's just been so boring. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah, I've been waiting for Liverpool to win the league. And now I don't know whether they're gonna cancel or they're gonna what. Just out of reach. Yeah, that's what well, it's been 30 years of waiting, 27 yeah. for me, 26 for me, but that's what it is. Yeah, that's just life. That's what it is. Um, anyway, we'll get back to it. So um, basically, a number of questions might be asked while you wait for paramedics to arrive if you call triple zero. 
So generally the questions they may ask you are, are is the patient completely awake? Are they breathing normally? Are they able to talk normally? Tell me why you think it's a stroke. When was the last time they were acting normally? And have you ever had it? Oh, have they ever had a stroke before? Interesting. Um, and yeah, so once you get admitted to hospital, they generally will give you intravenous thrombolytics, which is sort of like a blood thinner to like unclog the blood clot if it's a ischemic stroke. Um, the earlier the treatment, the better outcome it is. So that's why time is crucial. Uh, sometimes they'll do an endovascular thrombectomy, which is uh, some sort of procedure to uh, unclog the blood vessel. Uh, and then they'll give you uh, aspirin as well, uh, which is also an antiplatelet, which is sort of blood thinner. Um, and sometimes you have to do a neurosurgery to like uh, save the brain tissue and cells. But uh, we don't have to really have to go deep into that part. Um, so how strokes affect the brain? So the brain can be, uh, there's four part, uh, considered as a four part organ. So which include the right, left hemisphere, the cerebellum and the brainstem. A stroke has different effect depends on which part of the brain that is targeted during the attack. So if it's a hit the right hemisphere, which is the major function is perception and control of the left side of the body. Uh, it might affect your inability to judge distances, uh, which can lead to fall or loss of hand-to-eye coordination, short-term memory loss, uh, neglecting or ignoring anything situated on the left of the body, impulsive behavior, Paralysis of the left side of the body. If it's hit on the left hemisphere, which includes the speech and control of the right side of the body, so it can cause paralysis of the right side of the body, uh, various problems with speech and communication, and again, short-term memory loss. Okay. Now we've got the other two parts, so the cerebellum. So some of the major functions of that includes coordination and balance. So if the stroke's affecting the cerebellum can change or may include dizziness, nausea and vomiting, loss of coordination, the tendency to unbalance and fall and slurred speech. And finally, if it affects the brainstem, so this includes the breathing, heart rate and blood pressure part. So that could basically provide complete paralysis, can lead into a coma, double vision, swallowing difficulties, and death. So the effects of a stroke can be quite multiple. And so these factors include the type of stroke, the location of the blocked or burst artery, which area of the brain is damaged, how much brain tissue is permanently damaged, your gen general health before the stroke, and your level of activity before the stroke as well. Okay, uh, so after you got admitted to hospital and get discharged, so we'll be alive with the effects of uh, stroke. So in some cases, the effect of a small stroke can be overcome and a person can get back to normal life, no problems, no effects. In other cases, the disabilities are severe and permanent. So support and understanding from families and 
peoples around are very important as well. And some people do need rehab uh, from the healthcare professionals. Um, not sure if you know anyone uh, with stroke in your life, but I have one uncle who has stroke. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he pretty much like disabled and like sit on wheelchair for like uh, mm-hmm. last 10 years and stuff. But he's been doing a lot of rehab and can gain back some of the uh, speech and some oh. mobility. Yeah, it is a very long process though. It's not, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not Just something that will yeah, take like a day. So that's yeah. why you need a speech therapist to help with improve speech and communications and even like swallowing as well. Occupational therapists teach how to uh, coping strategies and new skill and to adapt uh, the family home to the need of the uh, stroke patient. Uh, physical therapists, so like your physiotherapy to improve like functioning of the body. Uh, the second type of the stroke is the cerebral hemorrhage, which is... Um, it's a type of stroke caused by bleeding from a ruptured or weak blood vessel in the brain. Uh, same with ischemic stroke. If there's no prompt medical treatment, it, um, a person who survives is often left with some sort of permanent disability. Uh, so cause of this type of stroke include weakening blood vessel walls, head trauma, uh, or congenital conditions, uh, those are conditions that pres- present at birth. Uh, it's a life-threatening emergency. So one in 10 stroke is caused by this kind of uh, stroke. Uh, it's normally much more severe than ischemic stroke. All those symptoms are very, very similar. Uh, the risk factors of this type of stroke is long-standing high blood pressures, uh, weakening of the warm blood pressures, which may split under the pressure. So the treatment of cerebral hemorrhage. So after admission to hospital, the treatment depends on the location and severity of the hemorrhage, but it may also include medications to lower blood pressure. So after the onset of the hemorrhage, treatment for underlying causes, such as long-term use of antihypertensive medications and certain surgical procedures. Now, there can be a bit of confusion when it's a stroke with a migraine. So a migraine is a type of headache caused by spasms of the arteries leading into the head. Stroke, TIAs, and migraine can share certain symptoms, such as your visual disturbances, numbness, tingling, speech difficulties, and muscle weakness on one side of the body, which may lead some people to believe that when they're having a migraine that they could be having a stroke, and can also happen vice versa. So problems can occur if a... TIA is mistaken for a migraine because it's usually a warning of a possible stroke. So since the symptoms of the TIAs go away within hours, the person might think they've been suffering nothing more than a migraine. So this can be extremely dangerous for people to diagnose themselves and they should always seek medical advice. So the broad differences between a migraine and a TIA include visual disturbances in TIA. The only Disturbance is vision loss, whereas visual disturbances in a migraine includes flashing lights and zigzagging lines as well. The speed of the attack. So in TIA, the symptoms occur suddenly. In migraine symptoms, they spread slowly over a few minutes.
and the age of the onset. So migraine tends to first occur when a person is young, whereas strokes are more common in older people, but that's just a general trend. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that they, they have some similar between them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another's, uh, not sure everyone heard of atrial fibrillation, which is short for AF is a risk factor, very big risk factors for stroke. So AF is a term given to particular type of irregular heartbeat where the left atrium of the heart beats, uh, rapidly and unpredictably. Uh, in a healthy heart, all four chamber beat like uh, rhythmically at somewhere between 60 to 100 times per minute. Uh, but in AF, the left atrium can beat irregularly at over 400 times per minute. Uh, untreated AF can increase the risk of stroke and lead to potential heart failure as well. Um, in order to diagnose atrial fibrillation, you need to go... Uh, to doctors or clinic to put on ECG uh, so that they can detect it because it's, uh, symptoms is quite common. So like uh, fluttering heartbeat, known as heart palpitation, but very hard to tell whether it's just palpitation or AF, uh, dizziness, tiredness, shortness of breath, chest pain. So it's not really specifically clear or typical of a AF. Um. So that's pretty much stroke in a capsule. Uh, it's the most important thing that uh, everyone should take out from this episode is the FAST, which is the symptoms and what to do when someone having a stroke because time is crucial in this condition. Um, do you have anything else to add? No, that's pretty much it from my side. That's good. So... Uh, Again, if you like this episode, please uh, follow us on Breaking the Capsule uh, on our social media like Facebook and Instagram and send us a message if you have any queries. And we'll see you guys next week. See you, man. Thank you. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.